friends, and welcome to Is This Really For Kids, a podcast where I, your host, Thea Touchton, decides, is this really media suitable for children? And I gotta be honest, I'm coming to you on this podcast today in a very weird space right now. I spent, like, a lot of time on a phone call with my aunt, and she's been very angry about politics. I think a lot of people are, no matter what side they are. But she went on a rant about they, them, and she labeled it as delusional, and... I identify as a they, them. So it was a very weird conversation. And I'm not putting this on the podcast to shame her. I'm just letting you know that I'm looking at it from the space. And I think it's going to be a very, very interesting one. Because the show that I'm doing today, or the movie rather, is Everything Everything, which was also a book, which I will admit I didn't read. I usually like to read books, but I'm just kind of out of the space where like I'm 26 now, almost 27. I don't really relate to young adult novels the way that I did when I was a teen. And even when I was a teen, they felt really unsatisfactory, but I didn't really understand that like self-help books were really fun or that there was so much like not boring non-fiction books and so I don't really read fiction anymore because I just have my own delusions one will say (laughs) um, just to make a dark joke but yeah like I guess I I feel like I already have an active imagination that I don't really like always detour in somebody else's. So going with that in mind, I don't know if I could have found somebody who's read the book Everything Everything and have them on the podcast. So it just is what it is. Sorry, it's only a two page review and I don't know if it's that popular of a movie, but here we go getting into it. So Everything Everything is a coming of age story about a teenage girl, Maddie, suffering from a life-threatening immunodeficiency disorder. And she is unable to leave her house because of how severe her disorder is. And so she just dreams of being different. Different from who she was told she was had to be. You'll see why this is very telling and maybe why I told you about that in the beginning. To me, I know this isn't horror, but I feel like the reality of this is very horror. It's that like horror sci-fi sort of thing um and it's very like light horror but this is a children's podcast you know and I'm not necessarily full-on going into adult horror so Maddie is about 18 which means she has lived almost 18 years of this in her life she spent her whole life indoors because she has a diagnosis of severe combined immunodeficiency SCID skid basically any contact with the outside world puts her at risk of a fatal infection or allergic reaction So her house is elaborately sealed with an airlock at the front door. I also really wanted to do this movie on the podcast because I felt like it was a very good COVID movie in a weird way. Like if you're feeling like what's going on with that, this is like a movie to watch. Like it's just like a, I think it's like relatable in a lot of ways given where we are of like air clean stuff. Like just, you know, like being so health conscious and germy and, and what the like one side of this would be like if you lived in this, in a space like this. Obviously this is like an exaggeration and most people don't live in a space like this, but here we are. So first off, another thing that's weird is like her, her clothes is that she just wears a hundred white t-shirts like that's like your uniform I guess because their clothing has to be sterilized even from the outside because if she goes outside she will die she's essentially allergic to everything and her immune system sucks just doesn't really have good fighting cells so Maddie lives in this house with 
her mom, who is a doctor, and she has this help from this nurse, Carla. Her favorite room is this glass room where she can see like she's outside, but it's glass, essentially, like kind of like a just like a see through glass room where she can be by nature. Don't worry if you're like, wait, but only her mom and her nurse, that's only two people. And don't worry, she also has a support group who is also sick. So Maddie just feels really trapped by her illness and she feels destined for a life of just solitude, routine, and loneliness. She tries to mix it up by, you know, going on the internet, exercising, reading, and then writing reviews. And she is really into architecture and astronaut. Most kids with her disease don't make it past two, and she's about to be 18. When she was little, she had like eight ear infections and couldn't gain weight. Then she is intrigued because Ollie is moving next door. She also plays like a phonetic scramble. Her mom sends a bunk cake over to the neighbors and she ends up texting the neighbor boy who immediately as a teenage boy would, right? Because they don't not always have the best mindsets. He asks if she is pregnant, which is just like cringe but I'm assuming that he's like this is really weird that you live like this. Like I don't really pretty wild like nobody questioned it they're just like yeah this is you live like this that means something like you know what I mean they're like yeah it sounds legit and it's kind of that almost like the Stanford prison experiment of like people just listening to people because they're in a lab coat you know like that psychology of that and like not to say like doctors do have like an earned respect there's obviously a lot of education in a lot of hours but you know obviously things can deter and like mess up kind of that education as well and it's just that thing of like you know like you'll just listen to a doctor and automatically trust what they say and I hope that doctors know that they carry that weight you know because that's a lot of power personally I'm a bit nervous about Ollie because his favorite book is Lord of the Flies which I'm like run like that to me is a red flag like that book is disturbing why is that your favorite that frightening honey so Manny opens up about how her dad died in a car accident with her brother very tragic and that sucks I am very afraid of car accidents honestly I really like the way that they handled the text conversation in this and it like it like kept the combo in the house design and it like let you read the actual text message itself and it, it really got that sort of like when you're really vibing with somebody over text it really did nail that down which I see like a lot of like a lot of times somebody will just get one text and it's like a drama thing or like when they're texting somebody it's like kind of cringe awkward and this one I think like it got every beat of how a text conversation is very right and they do have like a little chemistry together I don't think like the acting's flawless this isn't the best teen movie I've ever seen in my life I will say but I will say like it's it does its job right it does its job the they do have chemistry I've definitely seen so many teen movies where they don't and it's incredibly awkward and rough and we do see Ollie and Ollie really does make Maddie come more alive and I think part of it is in this early interaction you know you're hidden behind your your text keyboard you know and so you have this like Inimity, it's like easier to confess a secret than in person. I feel like I am in actual text box conversation in 
in person because that's kind of how I think I learned to talk to people a lot was online. And it's also like, it's easy to be more vulnerable in writing than in speech often because I know sometimes when you speak vulnerable things, your voice cracks and then you're all insecure about that as a human. And so because Maddie has this deep desire to be normal, right? She wants Carla, the nurse, to meet Ollie in person, to bring Ollie over. Uh, Even though she knows that she would die, meeting this boy seems worth it, which is definitely like a teenager thing. It's be like, it's going to kill me, but I'm going to do it all for this boy that I like. Like the hormones and thought process of that is wild. And I feel like I had that even in my early 20s. And then I was like, wait a second, like I got to chill out. It's going to be okay any other way. So Maddie asks Carla just when she's leaving, I think just because she was had to work up the nerve to do it because she's been I think so scared of even asking it because it seems like ridiculous but it's something she wants so bad I will say this movie does it makes you go real quick on exposition which does kind of take you out of it but I get that it's a book and you have a lot of ground to cover Carla who just I think really extremely cares for Maddie and I guess is having like her own issues with her own daughter agrees to let Ollie come in and Ollie is asking all these questions you know like oh would you go to the ocean and she's like I've never been outside my house like I can't even swim but she can do handstands so the agreement is is that they will not touch each other and that way she won't get a sick so they decide in a week they'll see if she's okay so on 4th of July She's with Ollie. She wants to go see this eclipse and her cells are renewing in two weeks. It doesn't seem like they're holding on any sickness. And she starts to think about, you know, maybe kissing, right? Because she is a teenage girl with normal human desires, forced to live this apocalyptic sci-fi life. Things come to an escalation though, however, when she sees Ollie getting punched by his dad because his dad drinks and her mom is home at the time and she runs out of the house because she really cares about him to intervene in a fight between her. And then her mom finds out about the visits and fires Carla for breaching her trust and letting him inside. So then poor Maddie gets really sick, which I think is more from stress and also I guess because she's never been outside. So she's been like, her immune system is really weak. And Ollie writes a note that he's sorry. And her mom, who is very over controlling, hires this strict nurse to monitor the internet who writes sticky notes everywhere and Maddie is just starting to believe you know that she doesn't think that love can kill her little do you know Maddie little do you know Maddie is also starting to realize she's not just feeling teenage angst she's not just lonely she really is alone and now that she's had a taste of freedom like she can't get it out of her mouth She had met somebody who isn't sick, which most of her time, like, the only two people she knew was, like, her nurses and her mom who aren't sick, which are both in, like, positions of authority. And she often just thinks about Ollie and just wishes that she was somebody else because she doesn't know what future she could have with him because she can't go outside. She can't even be an astronaut. It's all only, like, a dream to her. And Ollie is just kind of like, you know, don't be a coward like live your life 
the way that you want to, you know, like don't live in fear of what could happen. So she writes a note to her mom that she wants more and she says that she finally understands because The Little Prince is her favorite book, which honestly, excellent choice, green flag. Um, She says she understands why The Little Prince chose death for the rose and like, honestly, me too. And I, I will review The Little Prince, so I will go on a whole rant about that. So I will not waste time here. So Maddie just kind of realizes, you know, if she doesn't follow her dream of going to Hawaii. If she doesn't do this, she won't really know what it's like to be alive. So she rebels. She puts on a blue shirt outfit. She lies and says she's doing therapy, but instead buys a plane ticket for Hawaii with the credit card for both her and Ollie. Honestly, such a move. I don't think that I would be able to to go for it, to be honest. I think I would be really, really scared. So she gets lays. She is off the plane. This is really happening. So Maddie's mom asks Ollie's sister for help. Maddie, meanwhile, is like, she's going swimming. She has fun. She's showing off her body. She transitions to a yellow shirt wearing all of these colors and then we find out that Ollie's dad is like bad at keeping a job obviously due to his like alcoholism and abusiveness and Maddie's mom is realizing that like love makes people crazy and do things like they shouldn't do she's not necessarily wrong so Ollie and Maddie have sex and I love that they show the ocean after That's really hilarious to me. But unfortunately, then poor Maddie gets sick. She gets aches and fever chills and she becomes severely ill and her heart stops. And her mom ends up taking her back from Hawaii, but Ollie is gone and Maddie just believes that she has to shut herself off, you know, given to heartbreak, realizes that her life is not better with him in it, essentially, which is tough thing to hear and Maddie misses Ollie but she believes that she has to shut her heart to the possibility of love so she resumes life as before and she deletes all of Ollie's emails Maddie's mom doesn't let Ollie in and Ollie says that he really feels sorry for her Ollie and his family end up moving to New York because his dad is out drinking and his mom wants to move at night. Her mom did give Maddie a small gift of rehiring Carla. So Ollie says that his mom always thought that Maddie was brave and Maddie kind of reflects and is like, you know, when I was with you, being with you made me brave and she watches him go. They do this like ellipsy thing in the text, I think trying to be like the fault in our stars or do something like silly with that. And I, I really didn't like it in the breakover. And her voiceovers are kind of like stilted and cheesy, but that is kind of honest in the genre. And then Maddie receives this email from the doctor in Hawaii who was like, wait, are you sure you skid? Because, because you need to maybe talk to a doctor who's not your own mom. And she, he's like, you know, if you had had that immune system, you would have suffered more. And then Maddie is just like, wait, what? And she goes and she searches and she searches her mom's office and she finds that there's no record of a skid diagnosis, nor any records of the years of treatment. And a specialist that Carla contacts confirms that Maddie doesn't have skid. And the shock and grief that Maddie's mom had had over losing her husband and son in the car accident expressed itself as this need to protect Maddie from 
all of this harm. I like really can't imagine. And I think like this is a really prevalent story because I think a lot of mothers do this to their daughters, like overprotect them in their anxiety. And I totally get it because this world is scary and makes people anxious. But it is like hard because Maddie has been prevented from going out into the world believing that she would be harmed basically if she was choosing to lead her own life, which is such a a comment on like femininity like honestly the writer who wrote this was a little genius with this twist and Carla you know is like come on forgive your mom you know like you can you can understand and her mom is kind of begging her she's like please you're all I have left I can't lose you and Maddie is just like mad because like her immune system is underdeveloped her mom is like you know it is true that you got sick after your brother and dad died and she was like I'm sure it was something else, not just like allergies to stay away from. And, you know, Maddie really wants to forgive her mother, but she's still in grief about everything that she has missed. And she concludes that, you know, nothing can be everything because that's how the life that she lived. And taking in her mother's loss and stuff, she realizes that also everything that her mom believes that she had can become nothing. And Maddie does choose to forgive her mother, but she is moving on to begin her life. And the story ends with Maddie reconnecting with Oliver over the Little Prince in a bookstore in New York. And she loves that book because its meaning changes every time she reads it, which is kind of how she feels about life. So yeah, that's everything, everything. I didn't read the book. Let me know if you did and what you thought about it and if there were any differences in the movie. It's like a fine movie. I was really compelled with the story. I definitely related to it in some ways of just like being controlled and not being allowed to express yourself in your fullest way and having like a disadvantaged life due to what somebody mistakenly thought was love in their own like anxiety and mental illness. I also want to applaud that they made the main girl in this black or mixed or just a person of color. And I feel like most of the time in young adult novels, it's always like two white people. And I'm glad to see that there's becoming more diversity in young adult novels because it it adds like a whole nother layer to which like I'm not black. I can't speak on it, but it probably is really powerful in that dynamic. Like I haven't had a black mother. I can't say what that experience is like because I just haven't lived it. And that's like for somebody else's to share. And I would love to highlight any black creators who kind of tell their story if it was like similar to the metaphor of this I would love to feature you some way I can always like edit you in here or just even have you on my Instagram just let me know in the comments below you can follow me on social media to talk more about this movie I understand if you didn't think it was quite a horror but to me it was in a lot of ways it was like light horror and this is my 13 and I'll go into more horror things in my 31 days of Halloween which will hopefully be next year if not a coming year after that so thank you so much for listening to is this really for kids season two and would love it if you followed me on social media and if you have some money to donate because who knows what's going to happen with my coming out conversation and I'm just have been really trying to be independent for that very reason. So appreciate and love you all and hope that you are living a life that is everything you wanted. All right. Goodbye. Have a good one.